Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? Doing great, thanks. How's the weather your way? It's nice out. It's 55 degrees, so it's a little cooler. Nice. And I was just in California, and it was in the 30s to 50s, and it was beautiful out. Nice. So, yeah. So what's it like? Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find her at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? Doing great, thanks. How's the weather your way? It's beautiful. It's 66 degrees and sunny. I can see the sunset from the window. So we always have spectacular sunsets. How about you? Is it still kind of gray? Yeah, it's gray. It's around 10 degrees Celsius, 51 Fahrenheit, roughly. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's kind of warming up a little bit, but still a little cloudy, which is kind of how it is most times of the year. So, um, just a few more months till you're like, the weather here is beautiful, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Well, I kind of like. I don't mind the fifteen to twenty degrees Celsius range, but after you get tw- past twenty degrees, that's where it starts to get pretty warm for us. And I'm like, nope. Yeah, so um, like a rest episode 72 and sunny is kind of mm-hmm. so um yeah we're here to talk to talk sorry about gilmore girls and in particular the third episode of season six which is called the ungraduate if you watched the last episode you saw that uh, rory was watching the graduate so it's a bit of a payoff on that um first time i think that's happened where a title kind of makes a comment on a background thing yeah of a previous episode. also ungraduate is not a word i just looked it up because i was kind of curious so can you ungraduate though maybe ungraduate's not a word but can you ungraduate like you would probably revoke your graduate status but yeah That's i don't true. know about ungraduate so i had a bit of a chuckle i was looking at i'm like that's not a, you just made a board so there you go right. I think it's also the first time that the show's used a fade in and fade out, like superimposed characters. So in the last scene, you know, we have Rory um, arriving at um, Yale to see Logan, right? And so mm. then they pan, they kind of fade out, they fade into her at the DAR meeting. So I think this is the first time that they've done that. I've never, I don't remember a shot like that before with characters. Mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting. I'm yeah. assuming this is not a Daniel Palladino episode. Uh, let's take a look because I'm not entirely sure. Uh, no, it was uh, written by David Rosenthal and directed by Michael Zimberg. So, and I'm and... assuming the writer is a s'mores fan. There's a s'mores wedding cake, which I totally want to make. Yeah, I mean, s'mores that's amazing. Yeah, interestingly enough, David Rosenthal takes over duties as showrunner after Amy Sherman Palladino left. 
So this is a, like a little bit of a take on like what a tease for season seven. seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The director takes over, or the, or is it the writer? The Which one? Uh, I'm pretty sure the writer does. Yeah. Basically. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, and you know, I, I think a lot of people like to dunk on season seven, and yeah, it's not the greatest, but I think there's some moments in that season that are actually pretty good. So. It's not completely unwatchable, but yeah, it's definitely got its issues. Um, but uh, yeah, this episode is largely about Lorelai not setting a wedding date. And uh, yeah, uh, Suki getting like very enthusiastic about catering the wedding. It seems like anytime Lorelai has a big change in her life, Suki's there already making food. And not like I'm not like this. And then the blaming her. Yeah, and then like she's like, Make a date. I'm like, who told you to make a s'mores cake? Like, or was it a s'mores right. cake? Or yeah, s'mores. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Like, because she had a dream about it. Like, you know what? Like, and she made it. Not her fault that you <laughs> jumped the gun and made this cake. I was like getting a little annoyed with Suki in this episode. I'm like, you made the cake. You deal with it. So, yeah. And and that's why I put Suki's worst performance because that was over the top like and she's yeah. done this before like she's put all this pressure on you know like especially like making the runaway bride comments and stuff mm. and i'm like cutters black yeah you know at least she didn't marry max when she didn't want to you know and i mean it was yeah well i was just gonna say too like it does feel as if like these characters kind of yeah like i don't know they kind of get to like a weird place where like th- how long has Lorelai been engaged like it can't be that m- long like a week or two like yes most couples have, have in most cases not set a date for their wedding like that early on like most people give it a little bit of time right like I don't know the fact that mm-hmm. she's like pressuring I'm like I don't think her waiting this long to set a date is that abnormal I think it's probably right actually more common than you would think so yeah right just strange it's weird yeah yeah um let's see oh and uh, then the dog eats a whole thing of baking chocolate three ounces was it three ounces three bars of baking chocolate and yeah. so we see um luke goes to the emergency vet and they tell him where the vet lives so he knocks on the vet's door and the vet's like oh well, i'll give him some some um ipecac do not give that to your dog um, if they've eaten chocolate. Talk to your vet. Um, usually they give them charcoal to absorb the the chocolate, but not syrup ipecac. Syrup ipecac is, is is used for people to throw up, and I'm, I know it has been used for dogs in the past, but don't do that. Um, always check with your vet. I just It was just concerning that they brought that up, and I just wanted to say do not do that with your dog if they've eaten chocolate. Mm. Call your vet. Yeah. I usually give them charcoal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, let's see. Uh, what else? Uh, More lies having lunch with Paris and everybody's... Yeah, everyone, which I'm like, eh. Like, I think Paris needed like someone to talk to and... You know, she does call out that Lorelai's getting information from her, so it's not like Lorelai's, yeah. you know. I, I don't know. It just felt like a weird plot 
because I'm like, I don't think this would be a big issue. I mean, aside from her being rude to the wait staff, which is not good. No one should be like that, but, you know. But just saying to her, hey, you know what? The way that you're acting the wait staff isn't okay. How mm -hmm. about just saying that? I mean, the amount of stuff that will be solved by just direct communication, just tell her that what she says is hurtful, yes. and that's not okay. I mean, if... if if she's known Paris this long, she should be able to just tell her that that's not appropriate behavior. And yeah, mm -hmm. sure, Paris is probably going to be mad about it. Like, you know, she usually does when someone calls her out on something. But instead of just dancing around it mm -hmm. and everybody gossiping about it, just tell her that that's not acceptable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the thing that kind of drives me a little crazy about the show is like, if people just use direct communication... Things would go much easier. Yeah. But we probably wouldn't have a show either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, you know, realistically, too, we're all humans. So it's, you know, no one's perfect, really. Um, yeah. But it's also not okay to gossip about somebody behind their back and then not actually address the behavior that's causing No, no. Issues. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's healthy, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, it is a very human thing to do, even if. It's not healthy, mm -hmm. so. Right. Um, but yeah, you've got this their whole DAR meeting and affairs and all that. And... Again, that's not how DAR works. Yeah. <laughs> and also, too, like, Emily's using it's hilarious Burry. hilarious as that was portrayed. Huh? Like, she's using Burry as, like, a spy. And, yeah, spreading gossip. And it's just like, uh, this. It's just so funny to me. Like, it's just not like that at all. Also, I'm like... Or that whole this... ceremony and stuff? Yeah, it, not like that. Is this the kind of storylines we have to give these characters now? Like, there's just nothing else to do aside from have Rory spy on a member of the DAR? Like, it's not exactly a... Really... But we also see that she really likes having her grandmother's okay about things. Yeah. Um, and Lorelai's past that. Lorelai no longer is in a position where she feels like she needs to get validation from Emily. But Rory's mm. there. Rory yeah. has got has been sucked into that maelstrom, so it'll be interesting to see how this comes out. Yeah. But apparently Richard and Emily are okay with Logan staying over, so that's cool. Yeah. Or they don't know. Well, I think they're so enamored with the fact that she's in that life that they don't mind him. If it was uh right, Dean, that, right. or, Dean or yeah. Jess, they would have been like, No. Right. Um Interestingly, too, Rory kind of, or Lorelai actually takes some of her, like, parenting kind of things and kind of puts them on other people, like, uh, Paul Anka, she's kind of, like, you know, doing the motherly thing with Paul Anka, uh, the construction right. crew with her, like, getting things for them and all this, um, the food. Yeah. even TJ, like, TJ, she kind of treats like a child, like, she, that she's parenting. Enables. Like, yeah, it's yeah. interesting that, like, Emily... Or sorry, not Emily. Uh, Lorelai is essentially kind of acting like a parent to everybody but Rory, her own daughter. Um, yeah. It's really going to be because I missed something, but so she's at like a retirement home. Was this part of her community service hours, or what? Did, how did she wind I up there? I think it was. Yeah, that was my okay, takeaway. Okay, because I was confused. Yeah. Which makes even less sense as to why she and Logan are smooching all over the place at her work. I was like, that doesn't seem appropriate. Well, I guess she's been doing pretty well. And she obviously was like uh, the supervisor at the 
uh, garbage picking up thing. He was like very clearly impressed okay, with Okay, another her. thing I had an issue with. So now you're going to turn Rory into running basically the community service, you know, like the community service hour stuff, the required hours. You're going to make her now the boss of it? Like, I thought that was just a little over the top. Yeah, it was. Like, yeah, I get it. Rory's a take charge person, but come on. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And then, uh... And we have Gil. Yeah, Gil's back. They're doing their band thing, and they're all starving. And they did. I thought they did a really good job. Hmm. Yeah, they were doing a good job. Uh, it, well, I, they basically have been starving and suffering, and you find out that Lane actually has been pocketing nine thousand dollars, which I, I was like, good on Lane for doing that because I'm like, yeah, I guess that's responsible. Make sure that they pocket some money so they're walking away with something. But at the same time, I'm like, well, when your bandmates haven't been eating for days potentially like that's that's not good so but gil's smart because he gave a shout out to the minister in a pretty slick way yeah. and i thought he knows yeah um yeah so hey they got some money that they're they've got in their pockets for doing mm -hmm. it so there you go and you know what I... that's my favorite quote they're complaining about how they're suffering and she's like we're an hour outside of stars hollow yeah <laughs> But, um, but that's usually when it's the worst, right? Because they were almost home, right? Or they were taking off. I can't remember which one. Yeah. I also didn't hate Zach in this episode, which is probably a first. Because I didn't either. Is it the beard? I think the beard made me hate him less. I don't know what I think about. the beard definitely helps. But also, too, he seems like slightly more likable. Like, like he's grown up a little bit. Yeah. Like, I'm finally starting to see what Lane potentially sees in him. I still think it's a bit of a stretch, but I'm like... Oh, I'm okay. not there yet, but you know, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not like I'm like I still am not a hundred percent a Zach fan, but I was like, mm -hmm. okay, I don't hate you nearly as much as I hated you in the past. So. Um, well, that's something. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, Logan returns from Europe and. Yeah, he's going back to Yale, so I'm like worried. He is deciding to go back to Yale, um, and I think he's trying kind to of, talk about it. Yeah, and like you could tell, he it was like a little awkward for him because obviously she doesn't want to go back, and it was very clearly like odd for her too because there was the the scene near the end where she's at the school, she's watching everyone go to class, and she's just kind of having to stand there and just kind of take it all in, but not actually uh, doing it. So. Um, yeah, I think it kind of is forcing her to confront her true feelings about dropping out and how she really feels. Because obviously she really wants to be there, but she's trying to stay committed to her decision. So, Thea from the breakfast scene with Thea and um, Janet, she's mm. in that last scene where she's doing the tour. I think she's a tour guide. Oh, yeah. She, she pops up. We haven't seen her since, what, beginning of last season? I thought it was her last episode, but maybe she has like a cameo in this. But yeah, I thought that she doesn't appear anymore. But um, okay. Uh, Luke agrees to take care of uh, Paulinka, but yeah, Paulinka gets into some chocolate that he shouldn't. It gets him sick. But Luke rushes Paul Inca to the vet. Um, and we and finally Luke get... actually says the truth 
when Lorelai asked him how the dog was. So yeah. I was like, good, somebody's telling somebody the actual story. Yeah. So also, maybe that's a sign of their openness in their relationship. Nobody's hiding anything from anybody. Um, yet. We'll see. Uh, and then, yeah, Lorelai admits why she really doesn't want to set a date for a wedding, which is that she wants things to be right with Rory before they do that. So, which I think is a fair... I take that back, but she was in... Qu- oh, go ahead. I just think that's a very fair request. And obviously, Rory means a lot to her, so... Right. Now, I do take that back because she... Because Lorelai met up with Christopher and didn't tell Luke. So... I take that back about them being open with each other. Maybe yeah. it's a new page for them. Uh... But <laughs> but something's gonna happen because it's Gilmore Girls. So yeah. All right. Uh, who was your favorite and least favorite performance from this episode? Worst was Soki and TJ's because I I found both characters to be insufferable. Yeah. Um, Cookie, I thought it was funny, you know, just kind of being like, you know, doing a, that's what she said kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. But I, you know, and it's nothing against Melissa McCarthy because I think she's a great actress, but it, the whole character just going way over the top was, I don't know how you play that anything, but it was getting tired. And then TJ for, because he's TJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just hard to like TJ, so. Yeah. Oh, and best, I have no one. I, I for the first time, I have no one I can think of. That's the best performance. These two, these last two episodes are just. I can see the show taking a turn. I'm not really into the turn it's taking. Mm. We'll, we'll How about out. you? Uh. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, I. I think the best performance for me. Uh, I'll say Lorelai because I think she did a good job of kind of showcasing that she was kind of going through this kind of adjustment and trying to make make these changes so that you know she's fathering or not fathering, uh, being like a mother figure to others. But you know, I like that she kind of at the end kind of realized like no, she's doing that because things aren't right with Rory and that she wants things to be right before they move with the date. So. I don't know, I just thought her arc in this episode was relatively decent. Uh, mm-hmm. Worst, I'm going to say Suki, because Suki was just, like, just being abominable this episode. And I just was mm-hmm. like, no. I mean, Michelle was not as, well, Michelle was equally, like, not great, but still was. But we kind of expect that snarkiness from Michelle. Um, yeah, I think, let's see here, um, favorite reference. reference, what was your favorite reference from this episode? Lorelai, um, aptly so, called Suki Captain Ahab, now Captain Ahab is from the novel Moby Dick, and right. Moby Dick, um, is the whale, and Captain Ahab has this obsession with getting Moby Dick. So just like, um, uh, and I just lost her name, Suki has this obsession with the wedding date and getting that rolling. So mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a funny reference. So I'm like, yeah, it is that kind of singular kind of focus. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then also when um, when uh, Gil was saying, like, he 
he saw a guy that just turned out a giant turkey leg. I think that's a reference to Bugs Bunny. The Bugs Bunny, there's these scenes where Bugs Bunny is hungry and he starts seeing like people turn into food. So. Mm. Um, there was a few good ones in this episode. Um, yeah, I think uh, there was one that like they mentioned uh, where Zach says every well, the, well, there was the one with Zach which is kind of surprising because again I don't normally like Zach but he says every day with him is like being on Meet the Press and I was like how does Zach know about Meet the Press which is a like news interview program on NBC I was just maybe curious. he's turned over a new leaf yeah I just want to imagine that now that he's dating Lane he's like reading the newspaper watching Meet the Press <laughs> just like that was just very bizarre i was like what happened to zach what happened to a guy who was just like drink beer da, da, da. Like, hey. all right um let's see um favorite quote do you have a favorite quote from this episode yeah I, when they're all talking about how hungry they are she's like we're we're an hour outside star hollow just like you know lane's like the reality checker yeah yeah no she definitely is uh you can tell she's just like yeah like we're not that far out like just calm right. down you're you're gonna be okay right um what about you? yeah uh let's see i'm pulling up the quotes that i wrote down in my notes here I mean, the thing about the s'mores cake was pretty great. Like, is that a s'mores cake? Yes. Um, ooh, uh, I'm sure somebody's made a recipe for it somewhere online. I'm sure. Uh, Luke says, I'll gather your stuff. And Laura says, last time you gathered my stuff, you accidentally brought me four bras and no pants. And then Luke says, that could have been intentional. I had a good laugh at that. Funny. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, you know what? That seems like something Luke would do. And it doesn't seem entirely like an accident. He did that on purpose. Um, yep. But yeah, I'm reading here online. People are just like, they hate Liz and TJ. I don't hate mm-hmm. Liz and TJ, but I don't like how much they've been given. Because they definitely are given more material than what they had in the previous seasons. Right. Like season four, they were there, but they were background characters. Now it's like they're living in Stars Hollow. TJ's working on the house. Like it's just front and center. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's, it's, it's too much. It's more TJ and Liz than we need. I think those characters are best in like small little doses. Small not doses. This huge episode, like where they're all of a sudden like almost honestly, they're almost like a main character in this because for how much they're getting mm-hmm. in terms of like screen time, they're almost like main characters. Right. Right. Um, any behind the scenes trivia? I'm sure there's gotta be some. Let's take a look. Um Okay. Uh oh. Uh there's a scene where Michelle is upset about Paris and says Paris mocked my ass my accent. She called me Canadian. Uh but the truth is is that the actor who plays Michelle is actually Canadian, so Yep. Yeah. From um, Montreal, I think. Yeah, yeah, he is. Which, 
is still French to a degree. Like they do, it's just mm-hmm. French Canadian, not quite French. There is, but that, but that's also not the actor that plays Michel. That's not his standard accent. So he's doing that for the show. Yes. Um. All right. Um. The uh the cheese event that Logan mentions is actually a real event. That's a real thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he described it very verbatim where they start at the top of the hill with a giant thing of cheese and they have to cheese it. Um, Although he makes mention that there's no real reason for doing it, but the actual event, whoever, like, whoever's the first to the bottom with their cheese wins the cheese. So, you know, in case you you were like, maybe I should go chase after a thing of cheese, you actually could potentially win this giant wheel of cheese. Although, good luck getting that through customs. It would probably be a nightmare. What, what kind of cheese is it again? I can't remember what kind they it talk was. about? I don't think they mentioned. Let's see. It must be a hard cheese, right? I mean, I don't... See, this, this, this is a food part of me. He goes, what kind of cheese is it? Yeah, like, it's not brie, that's for sure. Um, uh, oh, it's called Double Gloucestershire Cheese. So, it's something local. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And here's, here's, okay, I'm a little disappointed looking at these photos, though, because, like, these, this wheel of cheese is no bigger than a soccer ball. I had this giant thing of really? cheese in my head. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was thinking, like, smaller than people. Yeah, exactly. Like, I had an image in my head of cheese that was, like, bigger than the a people wheel. that were chasing it. Yeah, and instead it's like... Like a chariot wheel? Yeah, but it's it's like, it's just a standard size wheel of cheese. I'm like, well, that's not that. I'm not as impressed now. I'm sorry. Hey, at least we didn't go all the way there and find that out. Could you imagine? At least thanks to Mr. Google, we can find out now. It's like, hey, we talked about this on our podcast. We wanted to check this out for ourselves. I'm sending a picture in the Discord so you can see. It's not a very big That's deal. it? Yeah. <laughs> This is not a very and big what's deal. what's with the cam? This must be an old picture. Look at this. The guy's got like a serious camcorder on his shoulder, but maybe he's with the news. Wow, that's yeah. it, really. And I wonder why it's got different colored tape on it, maybe and it's got writing all over it. So th- I thought this was your cheese. But now that I think about it, the idea of having a giant wheel of cheese that's bigger than people. There's probably some liability in that, so it's probably better. It's, yeah. But. But man, that guy's got to look a pride holding this cheese. I'm just saying, I'm a little disappointed that it's not this giant wheel of cheese. I was expecting, like... The way Logan made it sound, sound like it was, a, like, it could, like, kill people. <laughs> yeah, like, it was like a monster truck tire of cheese. Right? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. where is this? Oh, I was God. expecting more Logan. Oh, too funny. We're oh. both on the same page. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right, though. At least we didn't go there to do this event. We found out when we get there, like, oh, it's not that big. Right. Um, uh, they don't mention anything about the guide being the same character from previous seasons, but they do say that when Rory visits Yale, the freshman guide passing uh, with a group of students is giving the exact same speech that Rory was given when she started. So, yeah. There you go. Um, uh, oh. Uh, Lorelai and Paris are having their lunch, and Paris makes a joke about the ark she's build an ark because the flood is coming uh ironically enough 
Lauren Graham, who plays Lorelai, would later go on to star in the Steve Carell movie Evan Almighty, a comedy about a man who builds an ark for God in the 21st century. So. Oh, yeah. I forgot she was in that. I forgot that movie existed because I know there was the one with uh, Jim Carrey. I didn't realize. I forget there was a sequel with Steve Carell. There was a sequel, yeah. Way before um, like The Office became super popular and all that. So. Um, huh. oh, I, and I didn't totally understand what she meant when she said that, but she means like there's a flood to like kill all the people, right? Because yeah. at first I thought she was saying that because she said she was going to cry because she was so sad. But apparently I misunderstood that. Mm. Um, yeah. And then, uh, oh, uh, during the dance class, Rory reprimands Mr. Fink for his hand placement. And then Hep Bailey stops for gas and hour of stars hollow. The pump says Fink Bros. So maybe Mr. Fink is secretly behind the Fink Bros gasoline. Possibly. Probably not, though. Um. Okay. Uh, oh, another reference. I forgot this one. So Rory hmm. says to Paris, because Paris is upset that even though Rory's told her that she's not coming back, that Paris is looking at apartments and whatnot. And Rory says, I think Yale's pretty good about screening for rapists and serial killers. I'm thinking, I wonder if that's an allusion to something. So there's an article from the New Haven Register in 2019 that Yale is above average in sexual assault reports that more than a third of undergrad women have reported being sexually assaulted there. Wow. So I thought that that was kind of like a little pointed reference. So, yep. Mm. Okay. <sighs> All right. Uh, any mental health observations from this episode? Aside from... Just the, the pressure that someone can put on a person about, you know, it's... If she doesn't have a wedding date, that's okay. Yeah. The, the and, and it's okay to tell a friend, hey, you know what? That's... I've reached my limit with that. Mm -hmm. We I think if, if we, again, just spoke directly and that direct... I think when people think of speaking directly, it doesn't mean you have to be harsh or bitter or rude, but you can say, hey, you know what? I've reached my limit with that. I'm not I'm not there with that because Sookie kept pushing and pushing and pushing. Um, and and I can see why it's hard to, like we just talked about this earlier, that it's hard to tell people what you need or that you need them to stop. But again, that's part of setting good boundaries. And if, if you're concerned that someone's going to react an unfavorable way to you saying the boundary that usually means you had to set the boundary with them yeah people that that are looking out for your best interests they will appreciate you setting a boundary because then that person knows where they stand mm -hmm. so i think there's a lot of pressure i think that also when um when lorelei had the five people look at her getting out of the shower one of the guys makes a comment or makes a face at luke like a really kind of odd expression like he's seen Lorelai naked like kind of does some kind of face to Luke that I'm surprised Luke didn't like punch him mm. like I thought that was unreasonable that Luke would have somebody kind of like make a little comment about Lorelai and he's like just good with it it just seemed kind of weird yeah. um there's a lot of behavior that they let slide that nobody talks to anybody about but again if, if everybody just had like a polite conversation with people um we probably wouldn't have as much of a show, so. Yeah, but, that's true. But, but you know, that's good that that Luke did say to Lorelai, "Hey, um, 
and took your dog because he ate chocolate and because that had potentially disastrous consequences mm-hmm. and you see that they talked about it and they were good so yeah i will say too like i don't know for as much as like i think what they're doing with the characters is not always necessarily entertaining especially like in the context of the show it is interesting character work like i'm not i'm not exactly bored with what they're doing with the characters because mm-hmm. it's still interesting to see where they take these characters what they're doing with them it's just interesting because it's for me not what, what Gilmore's Girls is entirely like Gilmore Girls is supposed to be fun but also like a good balance of drama and mm-hmm. it's just so far leading into the character stuff and the drama that it, it's almost like an entirely yeah. different show right at this point yeah yeah it feels like it mm-hmm. so um cool um yeah and I, I liked how upfront Luke was about the fact that the dog had chocolate and he's just mm-hmm. like yeah good on him for just being like yeah this happened and i dealt with it like that's that was that was great so and it was an accident you know and yeah. and if lorelei was going to judge him about that then that says more about her than it does about him and there's a lot of different ways that could have gone too so the fact that it turned out relatively mm-hmm. okay was great mm-hmm. awesome well, i think it's time to rate this episode what are you thinking of a score a six or a seven it was it was okay but yeah like you said i think this is sliding into territory that's kind of new for the show mm-hmm. and it it feels a little it's going to take a little getting used to i think yeah and again i, I don't want to say that it's bad because i don't think it is bad it's just it's not what the shows it'd be like if you watch breaking bad and breaking bad like four seasons and turned into a romantic comedy you'd be like what's going on this is not Breaking Bad. That's kind of how I feel about uh, Gilmore Girls right now. Like, it's veering more into being a drama. And I think the show primarily was always a comedy first, a drama second. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, like, egregiously slow, so, but, like, just slightly so. So, um, what would you give this episode a score of? Yeah, five, six or seven. Yeah. Six or seven? Yeah, because we already talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, because this episode's like, yeah. It's not... We already went through that whole deal. Yeah. I give this episode, I'll give it a seven. I do think this show, this episode does some of the better character work. But, mm-hmm. yeah. And also, again, I don't hate TJ as much as other people do. I just. He does seem like a character that should be an entirely different show. Like, that guy should be in Entourage, not in Gilmore Girls. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. Well, Steph is over at stephaniesarkis.com. Gaslighting is her book, and Talking Brains is her other podcast. And I'm over at 3readers.com, where almost every other day we've got new content going up. And with that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now. Bye.